You've been working hard and you've been dieting for months, but you still can't seem to lose that stubborn belly fat. You're starting to think that it's just never going to go. You're so frustrated because no matter what you do, it just won't disappear. Losing belly fat doesn't have to be hard. In fact, in the belly fat code, I show you that it can be downright easy. The belly fat code is your roadmap to a smaller waistline. I will show you how to make losing weight feel easy and effortless. No more grueling workouts or restricted diets. The Belly Fat Code is coming back in spring of 2023. So make sure you hop on the list if you are telling yourself that weight loss is your top priority for 2023. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock-steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. All right, Magic Makers. I wanted to share with you a couple of things, you know, that I that I've been like hearing on, I guess, repeat. Is this feeling of like stress and overwhelm. And I am raising my hand because I am a recovering stress ball. I was pretty, I'm surprised. I, I think if you like plug something into my ear, it could probably power your cell phone. And I want to talk about this is, is that, you know, I don't usually try to date my podcast, but here we are at the beginning of the year. And it, about uh, this time of year, I feel that we get reflective and we reflect on two things. One, all the stuff that we're like, oh, you know, 2022, I'm going to, and like, let's just insert the list of all the things you told yourself. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to get a new job, relationships, kids, blah, blah, blah. But then I also will find myself looking forward into 2023 and I'm like, oh my goodness, hope, promise, blah. And then I over, I might overwhelm myself by saying, I got to do all of this in the next 30 days, right? So many of us feel that if I am not, you know, crossing off at least 4 million things off my to-do list every single day, am I even living? So I want us to kind of take a step back and just kind of really like take a look at how we're living our life. And I say this because stress is literally killing so many people. And I, I hear so many women just say, you know, 
stress, that's just how my life is. You know, work is just work and that's just how it's ever going to be. Or, you know, my family is in my family and that's just how it's going to be. And we have just normalized being stressed to the max. And multiples of studies have shown that at least 60% of all human illness is related has, is related to stress. Stress causes inflammation in our body and our body doesn't like inflammation. So think about inflammation if, if, um, if we're looking at a penny, right? And, and I'm like stressed out and my body is constantly sending out that stress signal and our bodies aren't smart. <laughs> our body doesn't understand that it thinks about stress the same way it did a million years ago, BC. It's saying to you, hey, there might be danger, like a saber-toothed tiger chasing you. So we've got to pump up that body so we can get out of the way so that we can you know, outrun that saber-toothed tiger or outrun at least one other person so the saber-toothed tiger has a snack before it gets to me. And so that inflammation is about is all of that cortisol that's come surging to the surface to help us run away from the saber-toothed tiger and it has no place to go. So it just goes into our cells thinking like, oh, they the saber-toothed tiger might be just uh, on break, right? You might be able to hide a little bit from that saber-toothed tiger. And as a woman over 40 listening to this podcast, you become less resilient to stress as we age. What's happening is that, you know, once we hit third in our thirties, we start to go through this, you know, hormonal change. Progesterone is our, our shield against, um, stress. And as we are going through our perimenopause phase, you know, uh, progesterone is coming and going whenever the heck it wants, right? It's living its best life. And that progesterone is our happy hormone. That is what helps us to deflect a lot of the stress and be able to take a lot more of the stress. And when that progesterone is not coming on a regular basis, our bodies come up against that stress, like full head on into that stress. And so 44% of women uh, feel for 40 for correction 44% of all Americans feel more stressed and overwhelmed now than they did in the last five years and if we you know all of us are pretty smart people what has happened in the last five years hello we've had a pandemic and that just like turned our world upside down you know for what two years we're pretty we lived a pretty shrunken life and it's only probably been in the last year that we've had some, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say some semblance of normalcy in our lives. But the last few years have just been a hot mess, right? Just a hot pile of mess. So how do we start to release the stress? How do we start to stop being so overwhelmed? The first place is to take the pressure off. You know, a lot of my clients are type A++ women and all of us feel like, you know, if I can't leap a, a tall building in a single bound, then who the hell am I? I'm going to share with you here. It's not okay. It, it's okay to not be perfect. You are never going to be perfect. If you find a perfect person, please snap a picture and send them my way because I will tell you no one out there is perfect, including you. One of the best things I've ever heard that was just like, I keep repeating to myself when I find myself getting into that spiral of look, I must, it must look like this. I must do all, you know, my workouts don't look like this. If my, um, 
food doesn't look like this, then I suck. And then I might as well uh, just throw it up in the trash and start all over again. When I find myself in that mode, uh, the best advice I ever got was go for the B minus, right? You know, we're always trying to go for the A plus plus with a side of extra credit. But the best advice I ever got is, Kim, go for the B minus, right? It's still above average. And, you know, I think some of you heard me tell this story and I tell my mom, I'm like, I blame my perfectionism on you. Right? When I was a kid, my mom would, I would come home with a C and my mom's like, you got a C. And I was like, dude, that's average. And she's like, you are not average. And so whenever I like say that, I'm like, you told me I was not average, you know? So I want you to think about go for the B minus. It's okay. Like, you know, we always beat ourselves up that if, you know, the best example is that, you know, I'll have clients say, ah, oh, Kim, I want to lose 10 pounds and drop a dress size. Great. Awesome. Rock on with your bad self. They dropped their dress size, but they lost eight pounds. And they're like, Kim, I only lost eight pounds. Like, what the hell? Like, seriously, you dropped the dress size and you only lost eight pounds. Okay. So t- that's a B minus, right? That's a, a solid B. Like, come on, give yourself, cut yourself some latitude, some grace. And how I, I do this, the best thing, uh, second best thing I ever heard was start a stop doing list. I see so many of us have this litany of things that we tell ourselves in our brain. I must do, I must do, I must do, I must do. One thing I want you like, you know, literally, I know this is a pain in the rump shaker. It takes time, but track what you do in a day and ask yourself, what are the things I could just stop doing? Just literally just stop doing. Would it have any impact on my life if I just boop, stopped doing it? Would anyone even notice if I stopped doing it? Um, Because it's like, it takes so much mental energy to try to micromanage all these things. You know, like if instead of thinking like, oh my God, should I have spinach, kale, or carrots? What if you're like, well, it's all a freaking vegetable. Who cares, right? <laughs> have the vegetable. Who cares what? Uh, what vegetable is as long as it's a vegetable, right? So if we start to give ourselves that kind of break out of that micromanagement, it gives us some uh, some uh, capacity up in our brain so that we can start to take off some of this mental uh, load. And if you are, if you are that person who is like, I Kim, I, I, I am that micromanager of my life. <laughs> I don't know how to break free of that. One of the best things is, um, it's, it's called the sphere of control exercise. So grab a piece of paper. If you're right, you know, if you're driving or not in a place to grab a piece of paper, bookmark this p- section uh, of the podcast. So what you do is draw a big circle, then draw a circle in the middle of that, and then draw another circle. So a piece of paper will have uh, three circles that are inside of each other. So the first circle is the small, the first circle is a small circle in the middle. And it says, this is, what are the things you have total control over, right? What And, and this is like, um, what can you control? I can control my actions. I can control my mindset. I can control the effort that I put into something, right? This is all the things that I can control. I put that in the, in the, the center. The next uh, circle out is that what are the things I have some control over? So I might have some control over my schedule. I might have some control over the challenges and how I uh, take actions towards it. I might have some challenge. I, I might have some control over, you know, anticipating some of the challenges, right? So what are the things you have some control over? 
And then what are the things you have no control over? I can't control the weather, right? If it's 400 degrees outside, I just got to dress appropriately. I can only take the control that I could do. I'm like, I'm not going to put on a parka when it's 400 degrees outside. 400 below, I'll put on a parka. You know, I can't control how big my feet are. I can't control how fast I lose weight. You know, I, I, I think I can, but I can't control how fast I lose the weight. So I really want you to start to think about when I broke that down, it started to really help me re realize I was holding on too tight and I was holding on too tight trying to control so many things. That's pretty much, you know, I'm going to use the weather because that's one of the biggest things that I, I can't control. I can't control the weather. I can't control how other people feel about me. I can't control how fast someone else gets back to me. I can ask and I can hope that if I say, hey, can you get back to me by Friday? They do it. I can remind them on Wednesday. I can remind them on Thursday, but I can't control that. So I have some control, but I don't have complete control. And then, you know, when I was in the corporate world, I would just take it on. I'd be like, why aren't they getting back to me? Blah, blah. And I would just ruminate over that and ruminate over that. It would just ah, make me crazy. So Learn to, and then delegation, you know, as I mentioned, like we all need to get better at our stop doing list. Um, that's one of, um, as I go into 2023, that's one of my words. One of my words is streamline, right? So my, my is streamline, like how can I make my life a little bit more streamlined versus this clunky thing where I either am the bottleneck or I have to actually touch it in order for it to actually work. Um, focus on the process versus the outcome, you know, so let's go back to weight loss. Cause you know, that's what we, that's what we talk about mostly on the show. So if I were to lose 10 pounds, if I just focus 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 pounds, 10 pounds, and I don't think about what is the process, I can't repeat it. And my big thing, all of my programs, my goal is to help you find a repeatable process for you. The process for you might not look the same as for Sally, as for Sharon, as for Julie, but we all are going to have these steps and your steps might look different or your steps might look the same. That's totally fine. That's cool. Rock on. So I want you to really think about what is the process? Again, back to weight loss. The person who lost eight pounds in 30 days, they're still unhappy. And I'm like, well, what was your process? And they don't have a process because when they got on the scale and it wasn't going as fast as they wanted it to go, they started to get crazy and they started to just like pull you know, like started to get desperate and they were like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not eating this and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not eating that. And then I'm going to double down here. and going to triple down here. Right. Instead of being like, okay, it's not the, it's not working the way I wanted to, what it, where's the kink in my process. Right. So it's like, if you work with me, one of the things I'm like, okay, we have a three-step checkpoint and we're always going to ask three, three questions because these three questions are always going to give me the answer. But if I'm like, you know, a little here, a little there, a little there, I'm never going to be able to find the answer because I haven't, I haven't been able to say like, what is truly going on? Um, I did a podcast a few months ago and the, uh, the guest said it el so eloquently and I am just using it forever. Let's use data, not drama. Okay. Data is what are you eating? Data is how are you sleeping? Data is What's your energy level, right? From here, if we know those things, we can start to look at what the heck are you eating? Because maybe it's something I'm eating is causing my energy to crash. What Maybe something I'm eating is causing me to crave, right? So if I can know that, then I can say, oh, when I eat, 
for example, for me, when I eat eggs first thing in the morning, eggs make me crave. I don't, it's not satisfying for me. So whenever I have eggs in the morning, it's the healthiest thing on the planet, right? But eggs are not healthy for me. So I know that. So that comes from knowledge that come that that's something that I've been able to ascertain from data. All right. So start to think to yourself, like there has to be a process versus just like the 10 pounds, the 10 pounds, how are you going to get there? You know, I always use GPS. It's it's like GPS. You don't get into your car and say, take me to 10 pound bill. You're like, I want to go to one ten. Weight loss street in 10 pounds in 10 poundsville, right? So here's where we got to really get specific because our brain likes specific. Our brain likes plans. Our brain likes it organized so that it, 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 it makes sense in our plan. But also our brain wants to have you have that why. Why do I want to lose the 10 pounds? Because when I have my why, that's my motivation. I know some of you think motivation is outside of you, but motivation is an inside job. Because when I ask myself the qu- the question, right? And if you know me at all, I, uh, Tony Robbins always says, if I ask myself better questions, I get better answers. And so when I ask myself on that February morning in Boston, when I'm laying in bed and it's four degrees outside and I'm like, do I really want to go to the gym? You know, the initial answer is always, let's just snuggle down deeper into the covers. Instead of that, I'm like, you know what? I'm going on vacation in May and I want to I want to easily wear a bathing suit and not have to find worry about things being strategically placed. So I'm going to get my booty out of this warm bed, get out into the cold, and go to the damn gym. All right. So that's what we've got to start thinking about what is the process? Why do we want it? So that we can use data and not drama to make better decisions on how to get to our goals. Second point here, take some time to get quiet. When I ask people to get quiet and reflective, you think I'm asking them to like walk down the middle of the street naked at high noon. When I get quiet and reflective, I can hear things. And I, I the, another thing that I heard on a podcast, one of the best things about starting this podcast is that I have great conversations and great conversations give me such great like food knowledge, food for my brain, brain food. That's the word, brain food. So he said, if you can't hear your body whisper, how is it going to hear? How are you going to hear it scream? And I was someone who my body was screaming at me and I'm now kind of getting back on the other side. But when I get quiet, I can hear my body. I can hear my thoughts. And so many of us are get so caught into the the beating up of our bodies, the 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 you know treating our body like you know they are a you know we're terrorists, right? Our mind can be a terrorist to our body. Our mind can be so stuck in a mindset of saying this is how it has to be. And so if my body is not giving me what I want. I'm going to like be like, screw you. You don't understand. And I'm going to try to force my body to bend to my will, pretty much. And it's just like, if this was another person, you would probably be in jail the way we have treated our bodies. So take the time to get quiet and reflective. And if you have littles, I know this might be a challenge for you and it's okay. But think it could be something as simple as, you put do not disturb on your phone. <laughs> Funny quick story. I 
man, this is probably like four or five years ago. Um, I put do not disturb on my phone and I forgot. And probably for ah, good six months, my phone didn't ring or buzz or beep. And I will admit 99.9% of the time, my phone is on um, silent. So that's that's one thing. And so I was like, ah, my ring is broken. Nothing to worry about. I'm like, I, I, at some point I looked down on my phone and I see that someone has called me or texted me or whatever. Come to find out I had my phone on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> um, turn off all notifications. I have no notifications on except for my text. I don't need to know that someone liked my post on Facebook. I do not need to know that someone sent me a DM on Instagram. I don't need to know that. I will go into the app and find out that way. Um, meditation breath work. This has been such a game changer for me. I, I'm i not a meditator. I will admit that to you. Like my brain, it just, uh, probably I might try. I could probably try now, but for the many times that I've tried, it was a habit that I really couldn't stick. I couldn't get into the, the groove of the rhythm. But then I started breath work probably nah, about two or three years ago. And it's just been such a game changer for me that it's like, I'm able to stick with that um, better than I am able to stick with um, Meditation. And I did a whole uh, breathwork podcast. I'm going to write myself a note um, to share that with you uh, in the show notes. Um, also sleep. You know, one of the the first things I always tell my clients are if if you don't do two things, two things to take away from this, this podcast. If you don't eat, increase your protein and make a bedtime. Those are like my two things that I will tell you that it's kind of like, um, did you ever see the, the movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? And the father used to think everything you could cure everything with Windex. I really think you could cure everything if you increased your protein and you got a good night's sleep. Because, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, progesterone. Progesterone is a hot mess right now. And one of the things that can really help you foster better resilience against stress is getting a good night's sleep. Now, I know some of you are like, girl, I got the hot flashes. Girl, I'm stressed. I can't sleep. Here's where you got to start to really look at the little small things that I can start to do that are going to help me just be able to take that deep breath, be able to like unplug out of the matrix and start to find some relief because I tell, I, trust me, I feel uh, the last month I've been really working through a couple of things and I have been a little bit more stressed and I'm like, I don't like this. I, I, I don't like this. Like, you know, I've been sleeping. Okay. I've been waking up in the middle of the night. I've got been having headaches and I'm like, you know what? This was my life before and I don't miss it. And, but I know that it's just a period that I'm, I'm working through a few things and I know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. But for those of you who are like, this is just my life. Like I'm a live nerve all the time. And I see it regularly in my clients. I have clients who haven't slept in years, but they're, they're, they, they can't like unplug. Like they struggle with unplugging because they feel like they must always be going and doing and having a to-do list and blah, 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 all over and over and over again. And at some point, they're just going to fry. They're just going to like ignite. And then that's when you just collapse. And I don't want that to be you, you know? Um, I remember when I was at the height of my stress, I went to my doctor because literally like my stomach was just a hot mess, headaches every single day. I lived off Advil and Tums. And my doctor said to me, she said, uh, Kim, you know, I want you to read the book. Don't sweat the small stuff because I was sweating every micro nano 
thing in my ever loving life. You know, so I don't want that to be you because I see it. I see how it manifests, you know, beside the headaches, like, you know, I have clients who don't poop regularly and they rely on colates and other things to help them poop. Um, I see they, they, that they can't sleep. I see that they have like um, adult acne that they just can't get rid of. And you want to talk about hot flashes? If you are stressed like a crazy woman, the hot flashes are going to come at you like a fire hose and you're going to be sitting at your desk looking like you just went out of a spin class on the sun. So really start to think about where are some of the things that I can start to pull back just a little bit. I'm not asking you to just like, just be like, ah, screw the world. F it. No, I'm saying, how do we start to just slowly step back so that we can get more space, more energy, more deep breaths in our life? And the lastly, it's how do we have a better life management? Do you find yourself doing this busy work? And as I mentioned before, go back and look at your day. And where are things that we can start to delegate? Where are things that we can start to just not do? And people might not even notice that I don't do that no more. Um, you know, ask yourself, you know, is how necessary useful is are the things I'm doing? And is there someone else who can help me out with it? You know, one of the best things I did is um, I started working, teaching at night, and I and I don't have time to make dinner. And so I, um, my my husband makes dinner two nights a week, and it's absolutely fabulous. It's two nights a week that I don't have to think about anything. I just know that I just buy the food, and I'm like, hey, this is what we're having for dinner tonight. He makes it and boom, it's done. It's absolutely fabulous. You know, I, I, um, twice a week we, we have a meal kit meal and it's awesome. He, it's a card. He reads by numbers and he's like, you know, he just feels so accomplished because he's like, so, and you know, now that we've done it for a while, he's like, you know what? Now I feel like I can cook from like a regular recipe, right? So that's really, you know, what I wanted to say, like, how do we start to delegate that, but be able to, delegate and ask for help and not micromanage that person who's actually helping you. Because I've seen some people who are like, well, I can ask my family, but they're not going to do it the way I did it. You're going to have to let go. You're going to have to let like let the reins go and, you know, let go. And uh, is it let go and let God? I think that's the, the way it's going to be. If it's wrong, you know, find me. So think about that. How can I start to just start to like get more freedom and space in my day? You know, how do I treat my body? You know, is, is exercise. I see it all the time when things get busy. The first place to go, workouts and food. They're like, ah, I don't have time to go to the grocery store. Well, let me just tell you, the best thing since co- that COVID brought to us, other than people washing their damn hands, is the grocery store. There's not a grocery store in, on the planet now that you can't um, either, you know, p- shop online and pick up in the store and they'll actually bring it to your car. There's someone who doesn't deliver. So there's, there it goes. Like you can have a shopping cart in there and just keep buying the same crap over and over again until they run out of whatever it is that you're buying. Same thing with exercise. One of the biggest things that I know I challenge my clients and one of the biggest things I had to change my mindset on is how does a workout look like? You know, we've been programmed, you know, I come from the bodybuilding space that a workout had to be two hours and it had to be body part splits. And then over time, I was like, you know what? I don't want to make the time for two hour workouts anymore. I don't want to make the time for 90 minute workouts anymore. And I found out that like, I can shrink a workout down to 30, 40 minutes and I just have to increase my intensity. 
and boom, I can crush a workout. Sometimes I can crush a workout in 15 minutes if that's all the time I have. So we have to start to shift in our mind. How does a workout look like for me? And it can be a 30 minute workout. And if you are in my uh, Fit Girl Magic Society, which is my monthly group membership, our workouts are anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. That's my ultimate goal is to get my clients working out 30 to 40 minutes so that they have more time in the day so that they are less likely to say, ah, I don't have time, you know? So it's like really trying to figure out how do we kind of unprogram ourselves from things that we thought before. And so, you know, I've given you a bunch of different places, places to start, you know, it's like, how do we have better life? How do we have better life management? How do we get more quiet and reflective in our day? And then how do we take the pressure off off of ourselves? And so I know that, you know, in this 20 plus minutes that we've talked about, how do we do that? And I want you to also think to yourself that it doesn't have to be this everything, right? My perfectionist people are like, well, I got to do all the things she just said. No, I want you to think to yourself, okay, what feels easy? You know, could it be just delegating dinner a couple nights a week? Could it be just shopping online for groceries? Like what, what feels challenging yet doable for you, but also what will give you a little bit more time and space? Because even if you, your, your, your dream is to sit on the couch and watch a two hour Hallmark movie without, you know, any interruption, rock on with your bad self. If it's like, you want to be able to go for a walk and not feel like you have to be on your phone checking emails or, you know, calling clients back or whatever the heck you do. I want that for you. I want you to be able to have that like unplug time, like get out of the matrix so that when I come back, I feel more alive, more refreshed and better able to tackle and handle all the, you know, the stress arrows that might be coming my way. All right, ladies, I would love to hear what you think. What is something that is stressing you out? And then what is one simple thing you can start to do to better manage that? All right. Have a fabulous day. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.